Hello and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. Uh, special post-All-Star Game edition, I guess. Uh, I'm David Wilson, as always, joined by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald, uh, who just got back from Charlotte yesterday, I guess. Yesterday, We're recording yeah. this Tuesday. Um, what's going on, Anthony? Nothing much. Recovering from <laughs> uh, All-Star break, or All-Star, <laughs> All-Star game, and enjoying my one-day break before the start of practice again. The Heat practice on Wednesday before resuming their schedule Thursday in Philadelphia. Yeah, so you were there all weekend in Charlotte. Um, we figured we'll start off by yeah. kind of running down the highlights because um, you basically just had one guy to watch all weekend, I, I guess. was on Dwayne Wade watch. Yeah. I got off the plane. I went straight to an event that he was at, and I did not stop following him all weekend. Um, it was really cool. I think even for me, it kind of hit me that, man, this it's really coming to an end here. Like, mm-hmm. It was the, at the beginning of the year, it seems like, oh, it's, it still have like six, yeah. seven months. Uh, 26 games plus maybe yeah, the playoffs. maybe the playoffs, but that's it. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna fly by. And I think, du- I think it kind of hit Dwayne too. You could kind of see him. He's been doing this all year, but especially this weekend, he was emotional, and he was just enjoying every bit of it. Like any fan that went up to him, he was signing autograph for them, taking a photo. Even re- any reporter that went up to him, he was like, he did whatever. He was just enjoying the whole experience, um, and it was really cool to kind of be there for that. And kind of take it in because it's not every time where you you have your your future Hall of Famer and you get that opportunity to play in an All Star game where you know this is the end for yeah. you. Like a lot of guys, they don't know when. It's, like even Dirk, people assume he's going to retire. He probably is, but he hasn't officially announced it. Like Adam Silver Dwayne seems like knows. he's kind of pushing him. <laughs> yeah, I think Adam Silver is like forcing him, but. It's Dwayne. It's kind of like what would you what would you do if you knew yeah. you were gonna die? <laughs> you know, like uh, I, he knows this is the end, so he's just really enjoying it. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll get to the game in a little bit because I think we got to talk about the lob and just kind of that last moment. But uh, from the weekend, kind of leading up to that, like you said, you were at some events. Obviously, like media day, I'm sure was a zoo. Um, just what yeah. were kind of some of the highlights, kind of leading into the game for you? I love the questions of, uh, do you, does pineapple belong on pizza? That was great. <laughs> um, no, but in all seriousness, um, I think media was cool. I, I think the main takeaway for me of the whole weekend was just, and I wrote about this on Monday, he had his oldest son, Zaire, with him. Yeah. Literally everywhere he Every went. Every picture you saw of him, they were like, it was like they were stu- the hip. Yeah, it was like they were stuck together all weekend. His 17-year-old son, who's a junior at Plantation American Heritage, a pretty good basketball player. He has an offer from Nebraska. They expect more offers in the next few months. Um, so he's he has potential. He's gonna play, probably going to play on a college level. Mm-hmm. And he wanted his son there for him. And it was cool because you think back to that kind of memorable photo of Dwayne when he was drafted in, that pr- in, the, in his introductory press conference in Miami. It's him, Pat Riley, and then a one-year-old Zaire. Pat Riley's carrying one-year-old Zaire in the photo, like smiling in his little suit. And then that's what Dwayne said. He's like, I, Zaire's been there with me from the start. Right. And I want him to enjoy it with me. So from media day, like Zaire was right there. Zaire even asked a question in the interview. Like he shouted a question. He was in the locker room with Team mm-hmm. LeBron. He was in warm-ups with Team LeBron. He was with them sitting right next to him on All-Star Saturday night. Like he was, he it was it was cool to see. Like it yeah. was it was a cool father-son uh, weekend. Um, and I think Dwayne really enjoyed it. Yeah, I also think it was just kind of like fitting. I don't know if fitting is the right word, but cool that it was, you know, Michael Jordan was around a lot. Like through the weekend it seemed like yeah. obviously being in Charlotte and you know now all these guys coming up are kind of trying to model themselves in the LeBron mold where they're 
forwards who can pass and be athletic and play make for everyone. Um, for a long time, everyone was trying to be in the Jordan mold. Like Kobe is probably the most mm-hmm. guy, the guy who most clearly just tried to be Michael Jordan. Uh, you know, not a great shooter, but made up for it with athleticism, posting up, getting to the rim. And, and Dwayne Wade is weirdly like kind of the last guy yeah. from that era. I don't know if he was ever quite as open saying he modeled himself after Michael Jordan, but you know, Dwayne Wade's the third or fourth best shooting guard of all time, probably, and behind Michael Jordan, Kobe, and maybe like Jerry West. And you know, kind of put, you know, never was a shooter, but great athlete in his prime, obviously. Um, you know, could score in that post up like Michael Jordan did late in his career, has become crafty mm-hmm. like Michael Jordan was late in his career. So, he's become a better shooter. And he's become a better yeah. shooter. So, you know, it's obviously, you know, it's not like quite the Kobe Jordan obvious level of comparison, but it is kind of the last of that era of the, the guard who kind of score first. You yes. know, way a great defender like Jordan was also. Um, so now it's it point was, guards, it seems, right? Now it's like the point guard. Yeah, now everyone wants yeah. to be the point, you know, even if but you're Russell Westbrook, six, Damian 10, Lillard, yeah, even or the if you're, yeah, yeah, Ben Simmons or yeah. Giannis, they're all trying to be um, <clears throat> LeBron, basically. The off-ball guard is gone. It's, it's kind of, yeah, it's yeah, not I mean, what it used to be. I mean, there's yeah. a reason, like, Dwayne Wade is the fourth best shooting guard of all time, and, you know, there's probably a bunch of small forwards yeah. ahead of him on the all-time list, so... Um, it was, yeah, like kind of the end of an era to an extent, um, at least from an outsider perspective looking at it. Um, so let's get to the game because Dwayne said he had one goal yeah, coming in basically. It. And it took him a little while to get it, but in the, I, mean, I don't know, probably the second or third biggest highlight of the game was that off the backboard lob. Uh, what do you think just seeing that in the building? What was the reaction like in there? Well, first of all, the first half, I was like, what the heck is going on? LeBron and Dwayne didn't play together at all yeah. in the first half. And I was <laughs> like, does Mike Malone kind of know what's going on? Does he understand the situation? Um, and immediately, Dwayne started the second half. I wonder if something was said. In the <laughs> Dwayne started the second half with LeBron. Well, he wanted to just get it and get out by yeah, then, right? <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay, we got to do this. So it was, a, it was I kind of figured it was going to happen just uh-huh. because it's an all-star game. They're, I think everyone knows that they've they wanted to happen, yeah. so they weren't gonna like. Kem, I don't know who I forgot who the play. I think it might have been Kemba Walker who was like there defending the lob. He wasn't gonna jump up and try to stop the lob. Like he let it happen, and it was, it was beautiful. I mean, it's like it brought back memories of the big three era, um, the off the backboard, yeah. lob to LeBron. The only mistake is that the in the the picture Wade yeah. is looking back. And well, someone made a good a good point <laughs> on Twitter. It was like at yeah. first the first picture. He kind of knows he that it's it going to happen. Yeah, he knows, and he knows that there's going to be more of them. Yeah. So he didn't even look. But this one was the last one, so he kind of looked back and wanted to enjoy it. But it's kind of funny. That picture is yeah. very similar very to the similar. other one. Just the difference is Dwayne is looking back at LeBron while he's dunking and it. And LeBron's doing two hands because yeah. he's a little older now. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's it was, yeah, it was a cool, it was cool that it was almost from the same vantage point, like the whole photo, like you said. So yeah. Um, I think, like, like Dwayne said, what he visualized in All Star Weekend, it happened. Like it, that's, and that's per, that's that's all you can ask for if you're him. Mm-hmm. So, um, he got his moment. He didn't play much. Played ten minutes. I think he had seven points. Yeah. Um, but all he wanted was that last lob, and he got it. Yeah, it was funny, to kind of seeing everyone. You know, not not just Heat fans, like the whole league, kind of emotional, emotional and like nostalgia for this era that mm. kind of everyone hated. Yeah, everyone hated. Yeah, it's <laughs> like weird, it's right? funny. Like I, I mean, I think of, uh, you know, I grew up in. Uh, Outside DC, big Wizards fan, so I hated the big three yeah. Heat, uh, like in high school and college because LeBron killed the Wizards all the time when I was growing up, and 
obviously they played the Heat a lot being in the same division. Um, but then, I mean, even watching now, it was like, that was an awesome era that yeah. it was, uh, you know, we've seen obviously these guys go head-to-head against each other recently. Um, I guess they even played together for like a minute in, yeah, in Cleveland. Right. It was probably an era best forgotten. Yeah, 30 but, games or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it really was kind of the the last, you know, it, it felt at least for a second like a, a return to, you know, a team that was for four years there, an iconic team. And, you know, all these, it makes me wonder, like, what are people going to, you know, everyone hates the Warriors now. What are people going to think when, when Steph and uh, KD team up in the All-Star game <laughs> 10 yeah. years from now? That's the sad part. Like, you don't <laughs> enjoy it in the moment, but when when everything's like five years later, you can look back and you're like, man, that was awesome. You know, like, yeah. It's it's cool. The, I mean, the highlights are always like yeah, they're always gonna be be the memorable right. plays from that. Uh, other than I guess like the the championships, like LeBron holding up the trophy and all that kind of stuff. But I think the vision. I mean, that's the pic. That's the picture that really summed up the big three era was that yeah that one that, that photo. one photo of the lob to LeBron and it was kind of cool to see it re- basically like reenacted and not in a real game, but. <laughs> Close well, enough. Close enough, and better I mean, than them just trying to like restage it on a in the dunk contest or something. Although that would have been awesome, also. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah, I, I think someone brought it up on Twitter too during this game. Dwayne really is like the lob king. Like he, yeah. I think he had three lobs in All Star game, and he yeah, and even in, so. with the Heat this year, like he's always finding Bam for alley oops or Derek Jones or even Hassan. He was re- he just really I don't know if it's because he played with LeBron for four years and he just perfected it, but he's really good at throwing the lob like. He's really good, I and mean, he's creative with it. Like he does it from yeah. different angles, he does it in different in different situations. Like he's, I feel like that's he's underrated in that aspect. Yeah, you know, there's not many things he's underrated in, but I would say throwing lobs, <laughs> it's probably one of the best. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, I think that's enough All Star talk. Um, we got about ten minutes left, so why don't we kind of dig into some second half preview kind of stuff? Uh, not second half, last third or yeah. last 20, 26 games Post left break. on the schedule. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week, just what this team, we answered, basically we talked about the big question, is this team going to make the playoffs? Um, that's obviously still kind of up in the air, um, but let's just do a couple quick predictions, and we'll start kind of with the same thing. What, what's your prediction for, for how this ends for this Heat team? Um, I think it's. I think we're going to know pretty early on yeah. where this season's going, because 10 of the first 13 after the break are at home. They, yeah. I'm not saying all those games are easy, but... Uh, those are the ones you have to those win are the they ones, get harder. Yeah, they get harder, and then they close out the season with 9 of 13 on the road. And a lot of those road games are not easy. I mean, you have Oklahoma City, San Antonio, Milwaukee, uh, Washington is competitive. You have Boston, Minnesota, Toronto, and Brooklyn. Like, those are the eight, those are eight of the nine road games. Yeah. The easiest road game you have is the Knicks. It's, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. That is brutal. So they gotta, they really got to take advantage of these, these next 13 games. You have 10 at, 10 at home. And we're going to know. I, I predict, I'm going to say... 13 and 13 they finish with uh 39 wins so i guess 39 and and 43 right yeah. 39 and 43 i think that gets them in i think that gets them like the eight yeah. seed without looking at the other team I would remaining expect schedules, that, 39 yeah. feels like a, a safe number in the, the east this year yeah I, I would say that gets them i would say i would be maybe it could even be the seven seed but i would say the eight seed they play milwaukee in the first round probably ends in five games but i think they make the playoffs yeah i, I think 13 and 13 is Pretty fair. Like we we were going through the schedule a little bit before we started recording, saying you can you can definitely find thirteen yeah. wins on there. You can probably find fourteen, maybe even fifteen there that uh, are at least like 
you know, they'll be favored in or underdogs by less than five points or whatever. But um, that kind of takes into account that this team's not going to screw up some of these winnable games. And it's kind of been the... <laughs> we've tried to do this a lot throughout the season, like look at 10-game stretches or six-game stretches and, and been like, all right, they should go 4-2 and two here. And then maybe they do do that, but they do it by like losing right. at home to Atlanta. <laughs> and then winning and the then, games you don't expect. Yeah, and then winning <laughs> in like LA or something. Yeah. But so it, it's kind of hard to predict. I think 13 and 13 feels like a, a safe number. It's safe because I, I mean, they're, everyone thinks they're fine with their team. So it's yeah, exactly. We've said it so many yeah. times this year. Um, you know, the amount of close games they play lends itself to like normalizing to uh, 500. But I do think they're probably more likely to finish below 500 than they are to finish above 500. Just that probably is not a bold prediction either, considering this team is uh, under 500 500 right now. But uh, I just think it's it's much easier to find like 15 losses on the schedule than it is to find like 15 wins. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And I think we could both agree that these next 13, the 10 of the 13 at home, if they go 5 and 8 in that stretch, it might be it's over. probably over. Yeah. They they probably have to go 8 and 5. Yeah. To really put themselves in position here to get the 13 wins they probably need to get it. They might even be able to s- squeak into the playoffs with 12 wins. Yeah. But I think 13 is a safer number. So they re- like we're really going to find out here in the next couple weeks. Uh, how this season's going to end. Yeah. And, I mean, I know it doesn't make a huge difference because this team's probably going to lose in the first round, but we're going to see how Dwayne Wade's career is going to end, yeah. too, because it's either going to end, if he stays healthy, April 10th in Brooklyn, or it could end the playoffs. So um, I think these next two weeks are going to be critical. Yeah, those, those last two games of the regular season could be weird. From a, we, yeah. We'll talk about that more as we get a little closer, but it could be weird with Wade not knowing if it's his last game, basically, or, or finishing his career. At, in, in, in Brooklyn? Yeah. At the he Park might not Ray even Center. go if it doesn't matter. If it doesn't matter, yeah. yeah. Um, you say 13-13, so I'll be different. I'll say 12-14. and 14. Okay. Um, you think that makes you think that lets him... I think 12-14 and 14 is tough, but again, this is so close <laughs> that... You know, I could see anywhere. There's a chance, from, yeah. I could see 38 getting in. I could see 39 not getting in. Yeah. Like it, it's possible either way. I think, but I, I feel pretty confident if they get to 13, they'll get in. If they get to 14 and win 40 games, that feels very yeah, safe. Yeah, might even year. get the seven seed. Yeah, so, maybe the six seed, depending on uh, Brooklyn. So I'll say I'll say they finish one below 500 down the stretch here and uh, miss the playoffs. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, but again, it, I, it's so close, and the, none of these teams, 7 through 10, are particularly good, I think. So it, uh, it's tough to predict with all these teams. All these teams can lose to anyone on every given night, and maybe the Heat more, you know. But the difference with the Heat is it feels more like that's a team that can win on most given nights also. Like you've seen the way they've played up to some of their competition right. this year. They. They might need to steal a couple down the stretch, and and I think this team is capable of doing it, maybe more so than a team like Detroit is. Um, Who do you think to play in the first round? Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get the one, and I don't think Miami has much of a chance against them. No, um, by any of the four teams, really. Yeah, not yeah. really. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's do one bold prediction each for the second half. You got one? Yeah, uh, I was trying to. <laughs> think about something that's bold it's hard yeah because uh, i feel like we know what this team is but i'll say just because Dion hasn't played much and he seems to be getting his legs under yeah, him he here. started to kind of get it yeah in a groove a bit. maybe you know the all-star break let him kind of 
gear up for this last. Yeah, and that's trip. what he said. Other that, he wanted to. His goal was like, right after the break to kind of take off, and you saw it the last few games of the yeah. before the break. He was playing better, and especially now with if Goran comes back here in the next couple of weeks. The chemistry is there between them. I think it's a better fit for the backcourt. I think my bold prediction: Dion averages 18 points a game over the rest of the season. What's his high scoring total going to be? 28. I'm not going to say 30. 28. Okay. <laughs> I think it was for 28 one game. Um, I think I think he'll do it fairly. I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to be a 48 percent shooter. I don't think he's that can't be can yeah. be that efficient with the way he plays. But I'll say. 45%, which for him, that's Two butt solid. slaps a game. Two butt slaps? No, more than that. This is only 18 points, not like yeah, four I butt slaps a game. Um, but that, that'll, be, that'll be mine. All right. Uh, mine, I'll say uh, Justice Winslow starts for the rest of the year at point guard. Um, I know we have kind of talked about Goran as if he's going to come back and start, and you know, probably will, but this is a bold prediction. So I'll yeah. say that, that you know I don't think he would start right away. I think Goran would come in and come off the bench for a little bit to try to ease him back anyway and I think um Justice just you know he's kind of cooled off a little bit obviously since that really good December and into the start of January but um yeah I think he's playing well enough and I think this team especially if they they slip a couple games out of the playoffs they're going to realize that it's got to be what they, they got to worry about the future um while also juggling the present um and I think Justice kind of lets you do a little bit of both because the team has been at their best this year when he's playing his best. Um, and obviously the, the biggest chance for them to improve moving forward is to have, you know, uh, Justice, Jay Rich, and, and Bam take leaps. And, and Justice obviously is kind of an interesting player who can, you know, potentially take that leap into a unique kind of role. Uh, so I'll say that they roll with him as the starter. Um Goran settles in off the bench, and then I think there's a, a chance he leaves this offseason. So, um, so that's pretty bold. Do you, yeah. So you think Goran plays off the like not starts with Justice? You think Goran plays um, off the bench? I guess it's possible they could start them together, but I think I'll, I'll say my bold prediction is that Justice will start as point guard for the rest, rest of the, the season. Year. Okay, I like it. Going on the limb because I, I mean, I'm not saying that's impossible. It could happen. I guess I, I think we're gonna find out soon, but I, I think. Goran will I mean, Goran, start. Has, he was an all-star last year. He was year. an all-star. He's still probably the most reliable the bench, offensive player. Yeah. I think if you stagger the, them, you could, Justice will still get 16 yeah. to 20 minutes a game at point guard. Yeah. I don't think Goran's playing more than 25 minutes a game. He's not that young. Yeah, I think um, a lot of it will hinge on how close they are in the playoff race. Like, if they're really in the mix and Goran's playing well, right. and they're going to try to make a run for the seventh seed, then, yeah, they're going to play Goran. You put your best product on the floor, yeah. But if they're two games out of the playoffs with two weeks left and that's true. And Goran's still like not 100. percent Then I don't know. Justice is your guy moving forward. I think so. Makes sense to me to to give him some burn. See um, what he can do. Yeah, he, exactly. He kind of has the. He's. I mean, he's 22. Yeah. You don't, you, know, need, you don't know what he can become. Yeah. Yep. He just needs more minutes and and more opportunities. Um, let's finish up with a couple questions. Uh, first one from at t zero nine two eight Tucker. Uh, sent this to Anthony Chang on Twitter. You can. Find him on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Chang, yep. Um, heard there was smoke about Carmelo Anthony to Miami on a 10-day contract. Any word on that? I have not uh, seen that smoke, but <laughs> um, they do need to sign a 14th player to the roster by tomorrow. Like they're probably going to sign. They're probably going to add one. Pull someone. From pull the someone from Skyport. a G League. Yeah, yeah, the G League, or uh, I'm, guess, I'm guessing it's going to be a G League because it's going to be a 10-day contract. Because you can only go. 
up to two weeks at a time with 13 on the roster. You have mm-hmm. to have 14 guys. So tomorrow is going to be two weeks. Two weeks since the trade deadline. Makes sense. It's their first yeah. practice. They're probably going to sign, or make it official. So they probably already know who they're going to sign, but they're going to make it official tomorrow. They'll announce it. Yeah. After the 10-day contract's up, they probably will go with 13 again for two weeks, and then same thing, sign sign another guy for 10-day 10, 10 contract. Yeah. Just to, that's kind of saving the – being as cheap as you can, so you don't get yeah. too much over the tax. Yeah, I, I feel like Carmelo is not taking a ten-day contract. No, anymore. that's why I'm Unless saying. Unless maybe G League. it's like LA. Yeah, but that, that's why I'm saying G League. Yeah. It's temporary. It's gonna be a guy for ten days, and he for two weeks he's not gonna be on the team probably. Yeah. So um, I would expect some, you know, DeAndre Liggins or some type of guy like that to kind of be added to the team tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All right, one last one before we finish up from at IMT. Zamek, uh, 26 more games, 25 more blocks for Dwayne Wade to overtake Michael Jordan on the all-time list uh, for guards, I guess. Is yeah, what for it guards, is, right? Yeah. Uh, you think Wade will hunt for those, or is he just going to take it easy until the season ends? I, he's said in the past that's one record he cares about, like that means yeah. something to him. And it's kind of cool that he's, you know, he's right there, but I don't think, he, I think it's unlikely. It's he's, tough. A, he's averaging half a block a game. Yeah, it's tough. I don't even think he has 26 blocks this season. Yeah. It's well, he has missed a, a good chunk, so it's not like he only has twenty six in, in twenty six fifty six right. games. He has whatever it is in like fifty, I mean, like, fifty. Like 50. Yeah, it's like because I did the th- math this morning. He's averaging half a block, so basically uh-huh. on this pace, he's gonna get thirteen blocks the rest of the year. He'll fall twelve short of so passing. Come back him. for next year to get him. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, he'll just come back for like half a season and they pass play him at center. Yeah, <laughs> but likely he's gonna finish second to Michael. That's still yeah. great. I mean, finish second. You know, with the second most blocks among NBA guards in NBA history, like that's that's a good, that's pretty good. So, I'm I'd be surprised if he if he reaches Michael. Do you think point. he'll try to hunt some of them? Like I don't know if he if he starts to get close. Like let's say he's averaging one a game for yeah. the first ten or whatever. Like if he's like five away with like three games left. Yeah. You think there's a maybe chance he can hunt? I could see that. I mean, yeah. if he's that close, I think it'll be interesting if he gets that. Like that's it. I think there has to be like something like that. Like five. Five back with three games left, where it's like possible. But if he's like twelve back and there's three games left, like I don't think he's not gonna hump. Yeah. He's not gonna get it. But if he gets, like you said, if he makes it interesting, maybe he does that. Because he said again, he did say yeah, in the past. It's one of the only things he's one thing he cares about, about like yeah. the legacy wise. Yeah. yeah. So um, it'll be fun to track. Maybe if that's one thing. Yeah, that's that's where that's like the one stat milestone. Milestone right? probably worth track. I think he can pass another guy on his points Scoring, list. But yeah. It's you know. It's, it's a, not like he's moving up to top five all right. time. Right. This whatever. is like being num- the best shot blocking guard in NBA history, which you could still argue because he missed so much time because of injuries. Mm-hmm. He probably would have done it, you know, um, if he was if he stayed healthy. Yeah. He didn't have all those knee issues. So, but again, he's second, so it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, with that, I think we will head out. We're running a little long, so um, thanks as always for listening. Um, anything you want to plug, Anthony? We're back at Triple uh, A on Saturday. Finally, yeah. This after a feels like we haven't been there like two months it's been almost three weeks yeah the heat hasn't played a home game it's been a while so we'll be back we'll have as usual tons of coverage david me and barry jackson will have all your heat coverage uh and these next important weeks these next two weeks are going to be important so this is it this is it so buckle up all right thanks again for listening and i'll talk to you guys next week